Warning, the following podcast contains no Tom and uh, no Tom. Yes, that's it. <laughs> also, course language, we're talking about what if episodes bad and bad, as well as the movie Free Guy. You have been warned. A martini shaken. No! Shocking. Hello and welcome to Shaken Not Nerd, the official podcast that thinks every episode of What If is bad. I'm sorry, Paul and Wayne, I listened to your review. You're wrong. It's bad. It's all bad. Sorry, Wayne. I'm your host, Judy, and joining me on this week's episode is, of course, Fuzzer Dan. Hello, sir. How are you? It's It's been a couple oh. of days since I spoke to you last. <laughs> it certainly has. Um, look, I'm just going to go right off the bat and disagree with you slightly. Not, I'm, I think there are incredibly bad episodes of What mm-hmm. If, uh, but there are also some, potentially this week's episode, which may have something in them. I don't know. I'm just saying something. I'm not saying everything, okay? There are, okay. Uh, yeah, all right then. There are... <laughs> it's not bad, but it's not... It's not good. Good. It's... It's, it's mediocre. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mediocre. That's, that's the peak of What If. Mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's yeah, yeah. but it sounds this week right. we also also answer a question that we never thought possible where originally you know a couple of months ago maybe even a year ago now when we were doing the doing the podcast we were talking about the trailers for free guy everyone saying oh it looks like crap this movie's gonna be atrocious and no but what if it wasn't we're gonna answer that question today <laughs> Because <laughs> what if that movie wasn't shit? <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Um, we do have some little bits of news. Basically, Tom does help out a lot with the news in regards to his sources, aka Reddit. I use my sources, aka Google, and all of my sources are going. So this is what the end of Venom means, and us in Victoria are still <laughs> in lockdown, so we still can't yes. go see Venom. We can't see Shang Chi. We can't see Dune, and we can't see James Bond. So we're quietly yeah. sitting at home putting the noose around the ceiling fan. (laughs) (laughs) Ignoring every sort of social media channel that we would normally go through to check out reviews because we can't see it ourselves. We don't want to spoil the magic of the review. Exactly right. And that's the the case here with Free Guy because Free Guy did, I believe, drop in cinemas. Um, But, of course, us being in Victoria couldn't go anywhere and Sydney couldn't go anywhere as well. So um, there we go. There we have it. But now... Free Guy is on Disney Plus for free. It's not one of those premium premiere things where you have to spend money to watch it just like you did with Black Widow and then immediately regret it. Um. <laughs> so there we have it. Yeah, I was I was surprised they dropped it um, uh, like dropped it as a you know, free free access to everybody. It's it seems very interesting with the, some of the other choices they've made. Like like you said with Shang Chi, obviously been out for a while now, probably a little bit less time than Free Guy. But at the same time, it's like, you know, it's still no access to streaming services. So very, very interesting choices. There. It would kind of be interesting where it's like, okay, well, you know, for for you know, the rest of the world and stuff like that doesn't have this problem. But um, if 
basically you could narrow down on Disney Plus and, and figure it out to go like, okay, states for Victoria and New South Wales or any state or country that is in a form of lockdown that cannot go to a cinema, we are not going to get a box office revenue for that particular market. Can we have IPs yeah. open for that state or that area so then they can watch it through Disney Plus for their $30 premium eh. thing and then everywhere else it's locked out? But the same thing, like, as soon as you give it access to the internet, it, you know, people with IP addresses can log in anywhere, like your VPN. Ah, uh, yes, you know, yes. Your VPN basically changes, so you can, I could, you know, be, you know, in Singapore for all the internet knows, or, you know, any particular country. So, IP address location can be faked. Yeah. So, to, yeah, and as soon as somebody gets access to it on the internet, I guarantee you within an hour, it's fucking ripped and torrented and around the world. Like, it's, it's crazy how quickly it happens. But, so, um, yeah. Would you, would you think, like, yes, of course, the internet is a, is a, uh, the high seas of piracy but like people would want to get out and go to the cinema oh look absolutely 100% I 100% want to go back to the cinema I love going to the cinema I love the cinema going experience getting a large popcorn and you know a six pack of Jack Daniels and having a good time (laughs) um No, I just I really enjoy going to the cinema, seeing things on the big screen, especially things like James Bond, June. I really want to see those on the big screen, mm. but I'm also in the case of I know I'm not going to get access to it, so I will watch it at home on my beautiful high definition television anyway. But it's it's yeah, you know, this the experience is spoiled slightly from the fact that you can't go and watch it on the big screen, yeah. and I think you need those experiences still. Um, but yeah, in in a safe time when it's ready to do so. Until that time, just just put it out on digital, please. Yes, yes. <laughs> He's a begging you. Uh, so yes, news wise, there isn't a whole much compared to previous episodes. I have some small tidbitty things, and I think Fuzzy has some small tidbitty yeah. things as well. Uh, might, oh, absolutely. Mine are small, so I quickly get out of the way with them. Will Smith wants to return as Deadshot in a future, or hopes to return as Deadshot in a future Suicide Squad oh, good film. Good lord. I think that could be cool. I liked the two um, conflicting leadership personalities of Peacemaker and um, Bloodspot. So I think he could have a similar yeah. thing in regards to, to Deadshot as well. Also seeing as yeah. Deadshot and Bloodsport <laughs> are basically the same person. It's the same character. I To a point where I, up until you said his name was Bloodsport, I... Thought he was dead shot. <laughs> I didn't even didn't even question it. I just assumed it was the same character because it's pretty much the same. I, I give up Will Smith. Yeah, like uh, I'm not interested in seeing Deadshot back. Again. I wouldn't mind seeing Deadshot, but I think you need to. I think like if you're gonna have Deadshot back in, you can't just be like, and Deadshot's back. Yeah, whoop de dee. But it's like, all right, well then, like have your Suicide Squad, but you know have killable characters like we had in the in the most recent one oh, amazing, um, but yeah. have some like a-lister characters as well so like have deathstroke so then you've got deathstroke deadshot and bloodsport so you've got th- you know bloodsport being a lower yeah. tier character but deathstroke being the top tier and sort of seeing that camaraderie i'm, I'm just going to go back to the point that i was trying to make you know poorly about idris elba's character his backstory is almost identical to Deadshot's one. I and I did <laughs> just, I did like the It's um, so fucking nuts. The, like I had no idea. I just assumed. I just it, beyond me why they did that. The uh, But they can't they can't bring Will Smith back now. It's too too late. Sorry. What was it when they when they're walking around and it's like, Oh yeah, Deadshot's uh, Bloodsport's abilities is he's incredibly accurate and he's the best at what he does. And then they say the same thing for Peacemaker. And Peacemaker's like, Yeah, but I do it better. And I'm just like, well, I kind of <laughs> like seeing the 
especially the show off scene where they're fucking popping shots without yeah. looking and stuff like that, and they kill the wrong great people. scene. Um, so yeah, Will Smith, <laughs> fucking great scene. Will there. Smith does hope to return uh, in future Suicide Squad sequels. Um, hopefully, James Gunn keeps directing them because he did fucking great. In, uh, in yeah, I think yeah he'll get he'll definitely get another shot at all of mm. that. Unlike Will Smith, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, other news as well, of course, James Bond's out. It's the last Daniel Craig film. Um, most likely, I mean, unless they offer him a mega yacht filled with money, I would assume it's his last film. Uh, oh, no, he's done. He like They did, like, um, post-filming, he did a thing on set where he was thanking everybody, and it was very much a case of he's fucking out of there, like... And you know what? I think he's he's at the right age to fucking pull the pen right now. We don't want him to turn into a Roger Moore wrinkly old ball. You are rewatching all the Bond movies the as well, the- aren't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm rewatching. I'm currently like three quarters of the way through um, a View to a That's Kill a great movie, and he is oh, he's just he is the wrinkly. He looks like fucking uh, Iggy Pop. He's that <laughs> old and leathery. Like he's just. This wrinkly old ball bag of a man, and yet somehow sexually attractive to like under twenty supermodels. Like he's just there is, ugh, there is it's there gross. is no under it twenty so supermodel gross. in a view to a kill. Everyone is over the age of forty. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I maybe not in a view to a kill, but in some of the oh, uh, yeah. like the previous films, like Octopussy, yeah, it's just yeah. Well, Octopussy had a, a like an of age, like an age appropriate leading act- actor. Um, there's some other ones though that just aren't as good. Yeah, because he's. I think he so, stopped when he was sixty, sixty something. I think when he yeah. stopped. So, I mean, yeah, he was doing stunts in his sixties. I can barely get out of bed. He was not doing any of those stunts. I can tell you that. Right <laughs> no, there. he's a man who does his own stunts. Um, yeah, so of course, uh, uh, fucking Daniel Craig, uh, it's his last Bond film. I saw on Twitter, Piers Morgan tried to be a smartass about what he was wearing to the premiere, and then he just got ripped to shreds. Um, but Henry Cavill says he's very keen to join the James Bond franchise in any way, whether that's a villain. I mean, after with, after what happened with um, uh, Mission Impossible, yes, please, you know, get the, you know, the gun arms. Yeah. Oh, man, so good. I think I think he might be a little too... <laughs> Triangle-based in regards to his physique to play Bond, he's very big. Um, he could be a he could be a very good henchman. Like have him say nothing, just like you know. He could be in the, the background. Uh, uh, Felix Leiter. He could be an infield Felix Leiter. Yeah, no, I think um, I, I I like was it Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright, Wright that we yeah. have as uh, yeah I like him as Felix Leiter. He's been really good. I like that scene where they're in that bar. I think it's in uh, Quantum of Solace, and he's just sitting there smoking a cigar, and he's just like, "You got two minutes." (laughs) He's just—he's so fucking cool, Jeffrey Wright. More of him, but at least then we can get a consistent Felix over the course of different episodes, and he doesn't die like in the like in A View to a Kill. He gets fucking murdered. So yeah, but strangled in this car. Felix Leiter is also in Golden. Uh, Golden? No, Gold. No, hang on, fuck, Goldfinger. I get all the gold ones mixed up in my head, and I nearly said gold member. <laughs> he's in Goldfinger, and he's eating KFC. I mean, that's the best Felix Leiter, because he's t- he's smashing down on some f- fucking KFC. I mean, <laughs> does Jeffrey Wright eat KFC? <laughs> I don't think so. Fairly sure he's a vegan. 
<laughs> uh, look, I've no opinion on whether or not you know Felix Leiter eats fried food, but you know I, I think it's, it goes in part with the character. Can confirm. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Henry Cavill says he wants to be on. He's very keen to be on board the James Bond franchise in any way. I did like him in uh, uh, Man from Uncle, where he played um, something solo. Oh yeah, I can't remember the character's name. Something solo. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think he's too big in the shoulders to actually play Bond. Oh, look, I totally agree. I, I think he's he's just he would be miscast for uh, for Bond. I think there's some yeah, you know, there's been some interesting ones going around about who potentially could replace Bond for the next mm. films. Um, I like the idea of Fastbender. I think he'd Ooh, be pretty cool. He would be. Um, uh, I, some people have suggested like Tom Hiddleston. Um, I, yeah. I I don't know about Hiddleston. I think he's just he's. He's got some other stuff that's going for him right now. I think he's got yeah, really good character roles at the moment with, with Loki and just the stuff he's doing there. I think he kind of needs to stay there for yeah. now. But I, I could definitely see um, Fastbender doing it because, I mean, he's, he's fucking fantastic. Uh, it, it's um, also a thing, and- like, I think after um, fucking Pierce Brosnan wrapped up as Bond, they were like, oh, who are they going to do it? And, like, they went, oh, Hugh Jackman could be Bond. He's like, I'm Wolverine. That's taxing enough. Like imagine being Bond yeah. and Loki and just flipping back and forth between the two. You'd be exhausted. I, I think so too. I think there's yeah, there's some uh, uh, there's a lot of really interesting character actors that could do it. Um, there's a lot of talk about uh, around Tom Hardy as no. well, but I think he falls into the same category as Henry Cavill in that sort of triangle shape. And it's too small, but he's. All, I, I, I was going to say he's a bit too short. So <laughs> Tom Cruise um, being James Bond wouldn't really work. There was always the the talk around Idris Elba. Oh as, yeah, I'd be down uh, for as, that as the new James Bond. But I will just say he is forty nine at the moment, so that's you know that's that's on the downside. So he'd start at the Roger Moore like yeah. age. So I think they need to start with a younger Bond who's sort of mid to late thirties. How old is Michael? So they've Fast got time Bender? with him. Um, oh, probably about the same. Let's have a look. Uh, Fastbender uh, is forty four. There you go. So that's okay. <laughs> Still within a margin of error, but yeah, I think Idris Elba's just on the like the the later side of too old. It's really interesting because I started um, rewatching Luther again, which is his like uh, you know, yeah. British detective show, and he is like he walks into a room, he is head and shoulders taller than everybody else. It is crazy how tall that guy is. So I think he falls into that also too tall category. So. Yeah, it's there's some really interesting uh, choices that you know, people have suggested. Um, Lashana Lynch, who is um, a, a new double O agent in the new film, mm-hmm. um, they've potentially suggested you know, you know a female Bond. So she, I think she's high up the list of considerations at this stage. Um, and the only other one I thought was kind of well, kind of interesting, maybe um is uh richard madden who was in uh game of thrones um he was uh, rob stark oh he could be all right yes yeah, yeah. so he could be okay um dev patel has been a name that's thrown around as well but i don't think dev patel is probably quite quite the right um I picture who, he's a bit too skinny I can't picture who dev patel is <laughs> Um, he's, um, a slumdog millionaire. Uh, um, he just did the green Knight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. I mean, so it, but the bond bond is always a thing that it keeps going. Like when, when one bond ends, another bond starts and it's like, it's a make or break for the actor and for the character and for the world as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like them. Yeah. I, I would like to see them, um, yeah, make some bold choices with the next bond. I think they need to, um, to keep it fresh and relevant, but 
Yeah, who they choose, I don't, I don't mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to go and watch a Bond film, whatever it is. But I, I do think they need to do a fresh start, you know, as they do with most Bonds. Start again and just show us a new angle on it. Yeah, I, uh, I've, I've you know, been seeing on Twitter as well, like a lot of Bond talk and stuff like that. And people who are not familiar with the franchise world or the nature of how long Bond has gone for, because it started in 1962, 61, I think it was, mm. going back and watching the old Sean Connery Bonds and being like, wow, this is not appropriate for television. And I'm like, it was made in the 60s. Like, <laughs> things are different. Yeah. Um, yeah, my wife's losing her shit in the background. <laughs> uh, next up, little small piece of news. Aladdin star Mina Massoud, he played uh, the main character from Aladdin. Aladdin. Um, says that the, <laughs> there's a sequel. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> I had to think. I'm like, who does he play? <laughs> but uh, he says that there is a sequel happening, but it might take some time. So it looks like we might get a sequel to the live-action Aladdin directed by Guy Pearce. <sighs> well, so, I, to, yeah. I haven't watched it. I still haven't watched it yet. So I know um, you guys reviewed it on the show at some stage. It, is, it is on Disney Plus as well. Um, yeah. I, it's not I, the I, worst live-action those... Disney film. That is by far yeah. Lion King and Mulan. <laughs> Mulan... It's very bad. <laughs> I just heard your lovely lady wife laughing. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about it the other day because, like, we were, oh. we were going off to go get our second jabs. Go get it done, people. And um, we, were, we were fucking bored and we were exhausted. So we put on Disney show tunes while we were driving. And um, we're going, is there, an, is there actually a real good live action Disney film? And Mon's like, uh, I didn't mind Beauty and the Beast. I'm like, I haven't seen the original, so I can't compare to that. But they're doing live action Hercules. But the problem is when they did live-action Mulan, they needed to make it realistic. So they got rid of Eddie Murphy's Mushu and the cricket, but they added a woman who can turn into a hawk. Yeah. Because she was a witch. Yeah. Like, you, you, you're missing all of the, the best parts about what goes on there. So, you, exactly. Yeah. You're missing Eddie Murphy. So if, they, <laughs> if they're going to do Hercules, you need to have the Greek gods. You need to have Danny DeVito as Phil and maybe even James Woods as Hades. Oh, he was such good Hades. Mm-hmm. That's the best. It's the best Disney mm-hmm. film. Disney animated film. Yeah, well, I mean, that's debatable, but... Uh... Yes, so apparently there is a uh, Aladdin sequel coming along. Aladdin, it's, it's, it's not too bad. I haven't rewatched it since the original. I would say what makes Aladdin painful for you, Fuzzy, and it's painful for, for Robin Williams fans is, A, Robin Williams isn't, it, isn't in it, of course, but having yep. Will Smith sing... Aladdin, uh, like Robin Williams songs, but he's doing them in his early 2000s, late 90s rap style, um, is a bit like, <sighs> so but good. there are some... It's good rap style, maybe not suitable for this film specifically, oh, yeah. but I like I mean, it. who remembers the I'm, song I'm Switch? getting jiggy with it. I'm still getting jiggy with it. <laughs> um, but... There are lines when the you know, like, obviously the, the movie's longer than the animated one, so the additional scenes and stuff that they made for the movie... That Will Smith uh, genie isn't bad. Like, the additional okay. stuff where he's not being compared to Robin Williams because it's not a scene-for-scene scene thing. Yeah, but all, it's always going to be there, regardless. Exactly right. <laughs> not the, you know, they're doing the same shit. It's The comparison is always going to live And there. no Gilbert Godfrey Iago as well. They got Alan Tudyk, and Alan Tudyk is just well, going... Well, what's Wah! the point? 
<laughs> what is the point when you don't have Gilbert Godfrey? Like, just don't do it. You, you have him on board or you don't do it I at think all. that's the thing with Disney, like, live-action films. You need to have one, at least, one original actor from the animated into the live-action. Like, to connect the dots. Mm. We had um, James Earl Jones' Mufasa in the interesting Lion King movie. Um, and that i don't even think we had one for beauty and the beast so mm. it's just like well it brings someone you could have brought over eddie murphy as mushu you need phil at least for hercules if it's live action it's yeah, you yeah. don't even need to do much of danny devito just put some hoofs on him and you're done <laughs> <laughs> just give him hoof shoes and let him run around it'd be pretty yeah. good <laughs> <laughs> All right, we want you to take your pants off and wear these hoops. <laughs> he'd be happy to do that. I imagine he'd have very hairy legs and a hairy back. Hundred percent. He's already he's already in costume. <laughs> uh, that's all the news I've got. Fuzzy, have you got any little tidbits? Um, I was just going to say, uh, Book of Boba Fett. We got a a date for that one, so December 29th. ninth, mm-hmm. um, and a little teaser poster very- as well. I think. Yeah, which is pretty much the same thing. It's just Fett without on the throne without Fennec Shand behind yeah. him. Um, but yeah, basically, the, as as we suspected, it's um, it's Fett and Fennec trying to take over Jabba the Hutt's uh, Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're trying to take over his criminal empire, which I, I think is pretty amazing. So it's just going to be you know people getting backstabbed and like it's it's Jabba the, uh, Boba Fett being fucking badass. So I like that. Yeah, and fucking Boba Fett in season two of The Mandalorian was fucking dope. The scene where he gets his armor and he comes back and he fucks people up and he doesn't even have his blaster rifle and he shoots rockets out of his knees. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty great. Like... and it goes to show the difference between, you know, the Mandalorian character himself and Boba Fett. Like, you know, the Mandalorian was very stoic at the start, but became quite emotional over the course of his journey. Yeah. Whereas I think Boba Fett has more of a single-minded um, ethos, like this creed that he follows with his in his own brain, where he's just... He is everything that the Mandalorian is is trying to be, if that makes sense. So yeah, it'll be. I'm I'm interested to see what that uh, how that plays out. Yeah, I liked because uh, um, Boba Fett's very much trying to to honor his father and stuff like that, showing like you know how the the armor's you know gone down um gone down the the family tree if you will, and, and it's now found itself to me. And how other Mandalorians are just like you mean your donor. It's like that armor isn't yours. It's just a careful princess. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for more smart ass Boba Fett. Plus, we saw the inside yeah. of his ship as well. And I think Disney have renamed his ship. Yes, it's it's no longer the uh, Slave One. It is Fire Spray, which is it? the model uh, yeah. of the ship. So it is a fire because you can't say slave. Yeah, it's so, a fi- the, the know, ship is yeah. called a Fire Spray, but the name of the ship is the Slave One. That's like getting rid of Millennium Falcon and just calling. Oh, it's not the Falcon anymore. It's a YT freighter. Whoop did he? Mm. Yeah, no, get fucked. It is always the Slave One. It will always be the Slave One. That's you don't fucking you know whitewash all of this stuff and pretend that it didn't happen. It happened. Yeah. I saw it happen. Yeah, he's seen it. But yes. <laughs> Um, what else? I just wanted to talk uh, quickly mm-hmm. as well. Not so much news, but stuff that I've been watching. Foundation um, is a new sci-fi show that's coming out. It's on Apple TV. Apple TV, by the way, just quietly putting out some decent shit lately. So I'm just they didn't intrigued see with, to see where uh, they go. Jason Momoa, have you have you seen that one? Have you seen? seen? No, I haven't. But I've heard that's good. Yeah, 
Because I saw that they were coming up on like um, advertisements fucking everywhere and they had like a big thing in Times Square and stuff like that for it. Apparently. Yeah. That. No, they, they're doing a lot of really cool stuff. Obviously, they have um, Ted Lasso as their, you know, flagship sort I've of I've heard people going dramedy. Ted Lasso. Yeah. Look, and if you're going you're to get into it, you haven't watched it so far, it is not a comedy. So don't expect, you know, big laughs. There are some laughs in there. It is much more of a dramedy than it is a comedy specific. So there's more drama and things that go on. It's just a really interesting show to get involved with. So really different take on characters and how they play through. So full full marks of that. But yes, they, so they've, they've got that on Apple TV, but they also have Foundation, which is uh, some Isaac Asimov um, sci-fi. So anyone who knows Isaac Asimov, he's like, um, he did iRobot, like the godfather pretty much of um, how robots operate now. He wrote The uh, the Three Laws. Yeah, I haven't um, seen iRobot. Yes. Oh, wait. Oh, well, I ro- hang on. Hang on. Yeah, iRobot, the Will yeah, Smith yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Is, I was thinking uh, of Mr. Robot. From a book, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So they, they came up with the three laws about robotics, and that's basically within that concept has been put into this. So this is this one's about a like an intergalactic empire, and it spans multiple different timelines and bounces between them quite quickly. So you're seeing like you know the start and the end of the, these things and people's lives. It's a really really interesting concept, and I'm I'm keen to see how that goes. It's only three episodes deep so far, but pretty good so far so definitely check that out um if you haven't had an opportunity and i've also been watching the white lotus so we just finished watching that last night it's a mini series that came out recently um and boy oh boy is that a really interesting show to watch um so mm-hmm. it takes place it's like a, a hotel on um uh, on one of the hawaiian islands and there's just all this drama and comedy that's happening between all of the individual guests that come there um, and how that plays through. So, um, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. It's got um, uh, Alexandra Daddario in there, uh, Steve Zahn, um, Jennifer Coolidge, who Matt Commons, sorry to say, she's fucking amazing. Uh, she is a fantastic comedy actress. I'll Jennifer say it Coolidge. for the record. She's Coolidge. Stifler's mum. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah she's so fine. that's all I need to say. Yeah, she okay. So yes, she's been in some fairly, you know, she plays a fairly one note kind of character in some of those movies, like you know, Legally Blonde, you know, American Pie. There's very much this character that she plays within those universes. But if you look at her in all the Christopher Guest films, um, she's just amazing. So she was in Best in Show, Mighty Wind, uh, For Your Consideration, and I think uh, Mascots as well was the other one. She's just very very funny and she gets a chance to be funny in this film as don't well. forget oh, she's also in two series. broke girls oh okay there you go. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> well that's all that needs to be said about that but yes she's fantastic in this film uh this this miniseries it is a miniseries i think there's like six or seven episodes i can't remember but yes it is very very interesting um i know that some of our uh, listeners have been watching it and had mixed reviews on it it's very dry and kind of dark. Like there's all this like tension beneath the surface of what people are doing, which is pretty amazing. So um, definitely worth checking out. 
um, as a just a mini series watch. It'll take you a few days to get through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I myself, uh, after being uh, a bit knocked out, I watched uh, Superman versus the Elite. It's a animated movie. If you go on Stan, type in DC. A fuckload of animated movies come up on on Stan as well as like Stan, all the at- Stan, <laughs> and all the animated series. So I've been binging Batman the animated series, but Superman versus the Elite yep. is sort of uh, a, a crew of superheroes come along. It's based on a comic book um, where they basically are saving people but they're killing villains and stuff like that right they're, they're doing the thing of like yeah we're saving people and we're killing the people who cause the fucking crimes um and uh, they basically get the whole world to turn on superman because you know people are dying because okay. superman is is taking them to prison rather than killing them and then it sort of has n- not necessarily a what if but it's like yeah well what would happen if superman broke the rule and started flat out killing villains um and it's it's a really Ooh. fucking interesting uh, interesting uh, animated movie so i watched that um me likey yeah, but for the, the San Dimas guys, or most likely, or not most likely, more targeted at, Brad, Rocky Four is getting a ultimate director's cut. Oh, yes, yeah. And it is a, a now- one-night-only screening event of the director's cut of Rocky Four, <laughs> the best it's- Rocky film. So it's a, I think there's an extra 40 minutes of footage in here. Fuck yeah. So that's, that's significant. Yeah. And apparently there's a rumour. There's a, there's a rumour going around that Sylvester Stallone hates the robot so much. He removed it. Yeah, the happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> he hates that so much that that's been taken out. So I don't know if that's true. But if, I, if it is, that's that's travesty. In my opinion, so. <laughs> I remember talking with the Sand Dimas guys and Slady was going like, what the fuck is up with the robot? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's so rich, oh, he buys a so robot. Great. That's exactly what it is. And that's all it needs to be. That's all it needs to be. It just needs to be a robot that says, happy birthday, Polly, and dances around and everybody's happy. It was pretty great. And Sylve- I think Sylvester Stallone wants him to take it out specifically because of his dancing in that scene because he sort of grooves out to it too. Oh, yeah, he does. And Paul is just sitting there going... Paulie's sitting there with this guy going, oh, what the fuck is there? <laughs> Polly is... Almost the worst character of the Rocky. Oh yeah, he totally is. He, he loses all of their money. He, I don't know why they keep him around. No, do I? Family's important. Yeah. Not when family loses yeah. all your money. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but uh, the, the biggest piece of news I have for you, the listener, the friends, is that the ultimate sitcom is now on Netflix. Seinfeld. All nine seasons now on Netflix. You can boom, boom. <laughs> you can stop watching Friends. <laughs> you can fuck off. How I Met Your Mother. Seinfeld is on Netflix. You're welcome. What was it? It was on something. It else was on before, Stan, it? It was and on... I was I was watching yeah. it for the upteenth time, like making breakfast, and then one day I came downstairs, pulled out my phone, put Stan back on, and watched Seinfeld, and I went, "It's gone." And then I googled everything, being like, why is Stan gone? I emailed the Stan guy, being like, hey, how you doing? I hope you've been well. What happened to Seinfeld? <laughs> his response was, yeah, it's going on to Netflix, so I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, that's that's fine. He's like, oh, were you watching it for the first time? No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's now on, uh, on Netflix. Um, if you haven't seen it before, definitely give it a watch. It is... Better than The Office. It's fucking... It's the top tier. It's better than Scrubs. I've mm. said it. Oh, yeah. I've forgotten Scrubs that existed as a TV show. <laughs> uh, yes, it is uh, It is fantastic. So, yeah, there we go. Back on Netflix. We like yes. it. Yes. That's all the news I have. Uh, Fuzzy, is there anything else uh, further to add before we move on to our sponsor and then talking about What If and Free Guy? Oh, um, 
Yeah, I, I think do we do we talk about visions at, at any point? Star Wars visions? We haven't talked about. I that, haven't have watched any of it, but I know. Is it all out or is it? A we'll talk of, about it another time. Then. <laughs> you, no, no, you can give us your, your little thing. I, I'm I'm digging it. I'm not. Oh, look, I I really enjoyed it. I think um, probably you know everyone maybe sort of put it in the same boat as what if to start with. I think this is a much better thought out uh, version of that. Probably more in line with the Animatrix, how it, um, it had various different art styles and different takes on the the initial concept and was quite good. Mm. I quite like the Animatrix, just putting it out there. Um, I think this did the same thing for that. So um, they had, I think there were something like nine episodes all up, and that was just like the very of varying quality so i think the first episode's great second episode probably not so much it it was just really weird in tone Mm -hmm. and probably wasn't something that they should have put up front but beyond that there was i I enjoyed all of the stories they were really really good so some interesting concepts some interesting art styles um interesting stories some real slow burners some ones that just moved fast and had great action cool lightsaber battles all sorts of stuff it's just it's really interesting so if you haven't checked it out already strongly recommend checking out visions um for just new takes on star wars and stories that will make you go i would see a whole fucking movie about this give me the whole fucking thing yeah there we go yeah uh, i've been i've been meaning to get around to it but seinfeld (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry it's it consumes me it's one of those things I just right, pop let's, on while I'm cooking or something. Yeah, no, fair enough. That's James Bond for me right mm. now. Yeah, it's perfect because you know, I, you know, I'm cooking. I want to vomit quickly. <laughs> it's a Roger Moore film with Roger Moore. Yeah, <laughs> Roger Moore getting his shirt off. But Roger Moore did have some cool cars. He had the submarine Lotus, the Lotus, yeah, Lotus Esprit. It's ooh. he had uh, Chef's Kiss. Oh, there was uh, uh, shit. What's Christopher Lee's character's name in Salamanca? He had the the car that turned into uh, had a plane attachment for it. The Datsun, I think it was. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there's some pretty amazing vehicles in that uh, those films. Anyway, let's talk about what we're here to talk about. Yes, uh, we are sponsored as well by Incognito Comics. Uh, if you're bored, if you're inside like we are, or if you're wanting to get some inspiration on, uh, maybe you have seen Venom and we haven't. Maybe you liked it, maybe you didn't. But if you want to find out why Carnage is Carnage, the first appearance of Carnage and the altercations that ensued from there, you can go over to incognitocomics.com.au. There is a Carnage collection, there is a Venom collection, there was this massive Marvel series called Absolute Carnage, which was huge. There, of course, was the massive Venom series that recently wrapped up called King in Black, which is huge as well. Pseudo maybe ties in to the new Thor film. Don't want to spoil it, because I know Fuzzy hasn't read any of it. Um... <laughs> as well as uh, some new comic books as well that have come out. There is an Australian writer. I'm personally not a fan of him. The world loves him. Uh, he's written an Avengers book where he kills off four A-list tier Avenger characters. Uh, it's not an Elseworld continuity as well. It is canon in the 616 universe um, where he kills off four bigwigs of an Avenger, uh, of Avengers in a in a battle. And it's um, it's pretty interesting. It's 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 edgy for edgy's sake um, which is very much mm. his writing style um, but if you want to read any of that stuff you can go over to incognitocomics.com.au yeah cool well Fuzzy let's take let's let's talk we have talked a lot about what if in regards to the previous episodes I think the last one we talked about was zom- was it zombies 
Uh, no, there was the one after that, which was completely forgettable. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, it was the it was the Killmonger one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Killmonger <clears throat> rescuing Tony Stark, which made all of those leaps in logic. So. Yeah, which. Oh no! Wait, it wasn't that one. It was Thor. And we no, we didn't Thor. talk about Thor. That's the. That's, oh, yeah. we haven't talked about Thor. So this yeah. week we're talking about Party Thor, which the question is. This is the what if that someone decided to write down. What if Thor was an only child? Well, uh, the, the, the the what if scenario was, well, what if Odin gave back baby Loki um, back to Jotunheim yeah. rather than raising him sure. as Loki? That doesn't make Thor an only child. Um, he has someone called Hela. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that i immediately that just frustrated the shit out of me like it's they they missed out all of that whatsoever it, it's like they like whoever's writing these stories is selectively picking out the only the parts they really want to talk yep. about and just pretending like none of the other shit existed so i was talking to i think i might have been on or off episode can't recall but i was talking to tom about this how like these are what if scenarios but they're what if scenarios based within the antithesis of the mcu universe right it's like you, yeah if, it, you can't have well what happened if dr strange lost his heart instead of his hands because he learns magic to fix his hands no one would teach him magic to bring his dead girlfriend back and the the fucking fraction of time that you can't change and shit like that like it's these these what mm. you can't do that without the other and this doesn't make sense tom went i now sort of undergree you into the spider-verse point because it's not as hardcore as that, but it's it's like you can't do this without affecting that. Like that's what it means. Yeah. Um, what if Thor was an only child? It makes Chris Hemsworth, who does uh, voice act as Thor over the phone, uh, in this episode. Um, <laughs> he definitely phones it. Yeah, in. definitely over the yeah. phone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is figurative, figurative, blah blah blah, figuratively and literally. <laughs> they like it. Just like you could just tell he's just going. He's lying in bed uh, yeah. after a bender, just being like, yeah, all right, what do you want me to say? Oh, God. I mean, let us I just want to jump to the chase on this one. Basically, his party lifestyle leads him to, you know, come to, come to Earth, and that's the first contact they have with aliens, and they just turn Earth into a party planet, apparently. Yep. And then, for some reason, S.H.I.E.L.D. gets involved, and they want to blow up Thor. Yep. And it's just like I don't understand why. It's it's because they, everywhere Thor's gone due to the the collective party that's happening, it's blown up the planet. <laughs> so then, I mean, it's just ah, oh, it's just so shit. So they want to like there's stop. no one. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows the ultimate party worm is Slurms McKenzie. And, <laughs> yeah, where where was it? Even <laughs> even that guy got tired. All right, like there's a certain point where you can't party hard enough to like you know you can bring you maybe bring down a cave with all of your excessive partying, but you're not blowing up planets. Like it's just it's so fucking stupid. Like that's there's just this crux in the middle of the episode where it's like, okay, they're having big parties. Everyone seems to be enjoying themselves. And then S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up and they're like, well, we've got to stop them. This, but it's yeah. just, it's not explained properly. It's not like, there's no, you have to make some logical leaps you know, for them because they don't do it for you. And it's just so stupid. This episode is just a, it's a, it's a schoolyard argument of, could Captain Marvel beat up Thor in a fight? That's a different question, right? That is a different question. What if something happened yeah. and they fought each other? And 
Look, I think we've already got the answer for that because you look at Thanos, right? And, you know, Thor and Thanos were fighting each other and Thor got his ass kicked. And then we've got, you know, Captain Marvel coming in and she holds her own at least against Thanos. Yeah. So we already know that she's stronger than Thor. Like, by we, just by the proxy yeah. argument of what's happened already, we just haven't seen them fight her dead. And that's, yeah. That's basically what this, this does. And it also just... It, <sighs> It doesn't make sense. So, the events on Earth still are the same, but, of course, Thor being an only child um, is a party hoon who, for some reason, is still worthy to lift a fucking hammer. Like, I'm sorry, you're a a fucking hoon. You're not going to be worthy to lift a fucking hammer, right? That's, That's for starters. But he comes to Earth, and everyone's partying, and it's great to see Seth Green come back as Howard the Duck. Don't get me wrong, I like that. But... There's the collector. <laughs> really? Did you? Because I did. I, I like Seth Green as Howard the Duck. I think it's fine. Really? I, it's fine. It's good oh, to see him working again. It's so stupid. Uh, it's good to see him. It's just so pointless. I just don't understand why they need it in there. Like, we've had the Howard the Duck, you know, post credit scene reference. Like, that's enough. That's as, that is exactly as much Howard the Duck as I need. Two seconds on screen, he doesn't talk. Like, yeah, that's it. Leave it. There was a... Uh, Oh, not the collector. Jeff Goldblum's character from uh, Thor Ragnarok coming back and riding around on mobility scooters and stuff like that. It was, yeah. it was. There's fun in the episode, but that doesn't mean it's good. Like, I, so, all right, Thor comes down. It was Jane good. Foster's was- chatting to him, all that sort of stuff like that. That's all the same, and that's uh, Natalie Portman as well. Uh, and it's it's got more cat dennings. Um, but. Yep. We then go, okay, well, uh, Thor's causing problems. We need to get Thor to stop. We need to get Thor to leave. How do we do that? Ah, we contact his mum. And, like, it's it's just like, what do they do? They get a microphone, they turn it up, and Natalie Portman, having basically no knowledge of Norse mythology, because she doesn't, like, she has it explained to him by Dr. Selvig being like, Thor, the Norse god. And she's like, who? So... She turns up a volume on a microphone and just says, Heimdall. And Heimdall goes, uh, what? And it's like, hang on, Heimdall can see everyone and everything constantly. That's Heimdall's job. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, Captain That's... Marvel fight, and they, they, got, they get Thor to stop by bringing his mother to, to Earth to visit. And it's, 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 it's Thor pretending to teach, teach a class, because if he can teach a class, I can teach a class. And Captain Marvel's uh. being funny, and, and that's the episode. Oh, and they get tattoos, because it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it sure is, dude. <laughs> it sure is something. <laughs> it's, it's so pointless. Yeah. It's so pointless. It's it's not good at all. It's one no, of the I've, worst I episodes. I didn't enjoy it. I would say. Well... I'm just having a look back at some of the other ones that were not as not as good. Um, the T'Challa one was pretty shit. The Salo um, T'Challa one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I think this is probably the worst one that we've seen so far. So we've had Captain Carter, which was fine. fine. So T'Challa as Star Lord. Earth lost its mightiest heroes. Where Ant-Man's deranged was. It's that's yeah, not the answer. That it had the what if isn't what if we lost the Avengers? The what if what if Hope and I was a Shield agent? That's the what if. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Yeah. I mean, if you Better go with the leaps, it makes sense. But yeah, 
Zombies, obviously, the best one so far, and Killmonger rescuing Stark. I think, yeah, Thor and Only Child is definitely the worst of the lot. So. Yep. It's yeah, it's it's not good, and we we yeah. get the warriors until we could talk about until we talk about the next episode, of course, which was what if what if Ultron Ultron won? I mean, I'll let you take away Fuzzy because I did a lot of talking in the last one. <laughs> so the, the the theory here is that uh, yeah, well, what if Ultron won? He did, instead of. Um, I think it goes back to the the point where they steal Vision's body. Like, that big theft doesn't happen, and Ultron Uploads his gets his vibranium yeah. body. Yeah, and has control of everything. He defeats the Avengers. He blows up the world with nuclear bombs, killing almost everybody, which was which is a pretty cool move. Thanos shows up with all of the other Infinity Stones except for the Mind Ow. Stone. And as soon as... <laughs> anyway... And as soon as he shows up, which I thought was the best part of the, <laughs> in the whole thing, Vision just, like, shoots a laser down the middle of him and slices him in half. I was like, yep, that's cool. <laughs> um, and so then he collects all the rest of the Infinity Stones and basically starts destroying life across the universe. He's blowing up worlds and, you know, just, uh, just laying waste to everything. And then basically he finishes by killing all life, you know, all known life within his universe and as this is happening, the Watcher is talking in the background and obviously narrating it. And he hears the narration of the Watcher, which I thought was pretty cool little twist. And then starts to um, try and hunt him down across this, uh, like across dimensions and in between dimensions. And they have a massive fight, um, which was kind of interesting. Um, oh, and there's the subplot of um, Barton and uh, Black Widow, who are somehow still alive. Oh, because um, they were in a trying jet to- trying to go to space to take out a satellite while uh, all the nukes dropped. Ah, uh, there you mm. go. And then, um, yeah, so they're trying to find a copy of uh, Arnim Zola's uh, code to basically upload into the Ultron network and and take it over, which is not a good idea. I'm just, just saying for the start, that's not a good idea to get a psychotic German crazy doctor to, like, you know, take over a consciousness, AI consciousness, with the power of all of the Infinity Stones. Like, no. Actually, he is Not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) I am Sviss, sorry, yes. Uh, But, yes, like, the the big battle at the end is Ultron um, fighting the Watcher, and it's really cool, like, there's scenes where they're, like... Is it? Ultron's punching him, and they're, like, shifting between dimensions each punch, which was kind of cool. And then... Eventually, the Watcher escapes um, and flees, and he um, transports himself into Doctor Strange's little pocket universe thing that he's developed for himself. And he yeah, says, "Oh, I need your it's help." Evil Doctor Strange. So, the pre- evil yeah. Doctor Strange. Yeah. So it's. I, I think this is where we're going to get. Like they go around and they cheer. The next episode potentially will be him cherry picking all of the heroes throughout the What If yeah. series to come together to you know form a supergroup you know and to take on on Ultron with the Infinity Stones, which I think's pretty cool. Like I liked that as a concept. Yeah, there's there's been like for the trailers and stuff like that for um for the. The series itself, what if there's a the, the traditional Avengers like the camera spinning around as everyone's forming up around them, and there's Star Lord Black Panther, there's Killmonger Black Panther, there's later Gamora in Thanos's gub, there's Party Thor in there, so we're gonna have more episodes. I mean, yeah. I like I, I 
I, I watched this like because at the end of Party Thor, there is Vision with all the stones and he's in armor, and I messaged Fuzzy being like, "What the fuck? Like this doesn't make sense. Like it actually yeah. doesn't make sense." And Fuzzy just went, "Watch the next one, and it will make a little bit more sense." Thankfully, it did because if it didn't, yeah. then I would have ripped this one a new fucking asshole. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, and that's and that's what I said. Like, I just I didn't want you to go in with you know an idea that this was good, but just to to go in, just just hold fire on the the heavy criticism. Yeah. Until you see this other, one. And I think I like this concept of tying together the story so far because so far there's been no thread to hold it together, and there's been no hint at a thread to hold it together either, mm. which has been the most annoying part of it. So it's interesting that they're now choosing to you know to combine it all. Especially when they've only got what I think there's ten episodes all up, so so two episodes left. Oh, I think there's there's got to be more than that. I think. Um, I think that, that that was the original plan anyway, so um, it, it could be interesting. Yeah, or it might be nine. I, I don't know. It's either nine or ten. Um, <laughs> it's one of the two. Wikipedia does not tell me. Wikipedia just gives me the summary. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, yeah, I liked this episode more so than a lot of the things that comes before it because it is a yeah it's not a what if the avengers lost it's what if what if ultron got his consciousness into into vision and what would happen um and and it makes it makes a logical story flow from that point though yeah. like it's it's something that could have potentially happened it didn't require them to create a, a scenario that didn't already exist so you know it, you know Ultron was already going to do this and he succeeded in doing it which was you know his plan all along this is what would have happened and it's actually you know besides Thanos showing up with all of the infinity stones which brush over that just slightly <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, it's possible. How is it that possible? Could have happened. Okay, how is it not? So Thanos walks up. He's got everything except the Mind Stone, right? Yes. So how did he know about Vormir? Okay, Vormir for the Soul Stone. Probably the same events happened that he found out that his daughter knew where it was, killed his daughter. Okay, hundred percent. That's fine, right? Yeah, yeah. The Ether, which that's is the fine, Reality yeah. Stone, the Collector's got that. Fine, no problem. Yep. Uh, the Tesseract is on uh, Asgard, so he went to Asgard to go get it. Yep. Uh, the big one is the Time Stone. So if everyone on Earth is dead, how did Thanos, A, know where the Time Stone was, and B, how did he get it? Because, like, surely well, the ancient... Doctor Strange is already well, dead. Sh- well, so- it's not Doctor Strange, well- it's the Ancient One. And as soon as something would have happened, the Ancient One would have gone fucking mirror dimension and gotten out of that shit. She just would have, like... Potentially, Blocked yes. shit off. Like, yeah. you... You gotta. There's, yeah. there's, uh, yeah. I, I mean, that is that is the big leap that they ask you to make in this one. It's interesting as a concept. I think because they're you know trying to keep these to forty minutes. Yeah. Like having them actually go and define all these stones would be very different. But the fact that they they just go okay, we're just going to sum up that that you know journey of this collection because yes, that was Thanos's goal and you know how he got to that whatever, but <laughs> you know, he got there. Eventually. But it's also like. Thanos rocks up. It's a lot. Vision it's a just, lot. I know there's a Vision lot. Vision just cuts him in half at the Mind Stone. And I just went, wait. It's fucking wait, great. <laughs> wait. So the entire time <laughs> wait, you wait, were trying wait. to take the Mind Stone out of Vision and keep him, if you if you just sliced him in half with the Mind Stone, as soon as he rocked up, battle's over. Everyone would have survived. No one would have died. You'd still yeah. have Iron Man. But no. Yeah. It's like it's it's basically the Ant Man going up the butt. <laughs> it's, it's exactly what it is. Uh, it's just 
I just found that moment so funny. It was just such a, it's such a great thing because you're like, oh shit, some stuff's gonna go down, and like, it's the it's the moment from Indiana Jones where the guy shows up with the big sword, oh, and yeah, like, okay. yeah, he just he just shoots him. It's the same thing. It's just so great. It was, yeah, it was. <laughs> it wasn't a necessarily a bad episode. Um, no. It was. I would say this. I would actually say this is probably my second favorite. Yeah, it is. It is the second best um, from zombies being first. It did have the the basically the exact opposite um, sort of Hawkeye hanging off the side, letting go to let Black Widow go. No, rather than the other way around that happened in Endgame. Um, He fires off arrows that puts up a portal, like sort of not a portal, like a, a. basically a little shield so the Ultron drones can't get them and then when they break that he fires an explosive arrow I'm like fire the explosive arrow and then fire your shield arrows it's done sorted yeah 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 it's uh yeah just lots of lots of things that I'm just okay with but um yep. the, the fight with the Watcher and the Vision uh, it is kind of stupid but I do like the idea of raggling together a group of unique individuals from different universes <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they take this concept onto the multiverse stuff. Or oh yeah, we do. Yeah, we are getting a multiverse out. of madness. Yeah, We're directed by Sam Raimi. It'll be. In- yeah, I- I'd like to see if they, yeah, you know, if any of this kind of stuff plays into that. Like, if that's yeah, there's concepts in there because obviously we- we're talking about these multiversal theories. We're talking about time with the Loki show. Like, there's a bunch of stuff that's being introduced. Um, you know, into. Uh, into the concept into the mcu and I, I think that's really interesting that they're doing that so yeah we'll see how it all, it all goes we'll uh we'll find out more n- next week or in a couple of days time when what if launches and then we can talk about it whenever it does but uh fuzzy reviews for both what if uh thor was an only child and uh, what if vision one well party thor gets a wet fart from me it doesn't even get a score i just don't enjoy anything if it was an alcoholic beverage seeing as it is a party (laughs) episode (laughs) um yeah the wet fart shot it really just it just it's made with bog water and like low low like off-brand smirnoff like it's terrible it's just yeah I, i just i didn't enjoy it um and if we're talking about ultron winning i think that one is a 7.5 i think it was a stronger episode that ties things together is much more what i wanted to see from this series uh, this series of shows it's yeah yes rightly so (laughs) yeah and yourself scoring for these look alcoholic beverage for thor alcoholic (laughs) beverage for thor it is it is coca-cola made these things called Coke mixes. Right? It was it was spiced Coke to put with your scotch, so then it would be a little different, right? Oh, this Lord. is like drinking them without the alcohol. <laughs> Thinking you're drinking alcohol, being like, "Oh no, I cool." It's like, "No, you're not." Uh, so you're gonna oh, have to put some sugar on that or get out of here. <laughs> like, it's 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 like those um, those beers that came out for a while that had lime juice already in them. Oh God, soul S O L. Uh, well, there was those, I think, like Bud Light with lime was in there. They had a bunch of, like, yeah, it's like those. It's just really gross. Yeah, it's it's the equivalent of rocking up to a house party with only booze for yourself so that you, you like, if, like, if me and Fuzzy go, for, like, have drinks or whatever, I'm like, I'll bring some random beers, but I'll bring some spare ones so you can be like, here, 
have a crack and we'll try some or try this whiskey or whatever. This is like coming to a house party with booze that no one wants to drink and has very little alcohol content in it. Like, this is like lemon lime. No, not lemon lime bitters because that shit's nice by itself. But like, it's it's like rocking up with <laughs> like piss water whiskey and just being like, yeah, this is mine. And everyone goes, you can keep yeah. that. <laughs> It's all yours. Enjoy yeah, it. Enjoy. <laughs> How does it taste, Ralph? Good. Yes. Now, uh, what about um, Ultron winning? Ultron winning. Look, it's better. It's better than everything except for zombies because zombies was still a bit of fun. I, it's got that post-apocalyptic styling to it, but there's still a couple of holes here and there within it. Um, it'd be like a five point five, maybe six out of ten in regards to a score wise, because everything else is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but alcoholic beverage-wise, in that regard, it's going back to our old school uh, original scorings. <laughs> it's it's VB, it's Carlton Draft, it's Bud Light, it's just a standard beer. It's fine, gets the job done. It's a beer. It's a beer. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's not a good beer. It's not a craft beer. It's not a shock top for you Yankees there. It is, it's Budweiser. It's Budweiser that hasn't been, it's not cold, it's room temperature Budweiser. <laughs> Okay, room temperature, bud. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we oh, we, good we do have a movie to talk about. It's Free Guy. Trailers came out for a yes. fuzzy railroad saying it looks fucking awful. While I'm sitting there going, it could be all right. could be a bit of fun. I like Ryan Reynolds. could be a bit of fun. Surprisingly, was a bit of fun. Okay, let's, uh, <laughs> let's talk this one out. <laughs> fuzzy, what's the story of Free Guy? Uh, all right, so let's let's do the one-line synopsis. Yep. Um, a a video game NPC realizes that he's an NPC, and and hilarity ensues. That's basically it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, look. The, uh, yeah, I'm just I've, I struggle with this one on so many levels. Really? I've struggled with it for a while. It's I I think the the, the general concept for the game is kind of. Yeah, it's it's kind of this reverse fantasy world. Like it's just, it's really bizarre. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think they they managed to pull it off it just without it may without it being completely insane. But when they start going into this, oh my god, we just accidentally created AI. It's like no, get fucked. They made a video game, all right. It's just you don't accidentally create that shit. Yeah, so, so it's. it's- Two indie devs uh, are making a, or like you know, a couple of years ago, were making a game. The indie devs happens to be Steve Harrington from Stranger Things. Um, mm-hmm. They make a game that has incredibly smart AI, where the AI learns and stuff like that. Similar to, to Alien Isolation, where the alien would, if you kept hiding in lockers, the <laughs> alien would learn that you're in there. Uh, but it would learn and adapt as it kept, kept growing. And then a company called Tsunami... Sounds a lot like Konami, but acts a lot like Activision, comes along in and <laughs> buys them out and then basically illegally uses the code they made for that indie game to make Free City, which... Grand Theft Auto 5. Grand Theft Auto Fortnite. <laughs> they make Grand Theft Auto. That's yeah. what they've made. <laughs> they, oh, it's, uh, okay, it's, it's Grand Theft Auto meets Fortnite. Yeah. And uh, we, we get, of course, gameplay and, well, we get scenes inside the the game, which follows Ryan Reynolds, and then we get scenes on the yep. outside that follows uh, Steve Harrington, it follows Taika Waititi, uh, and I can't recall it. I'm going to bring it up on IMDb, so don't make it further ass out. Jodie Comer. Thank you. Um, yes. Who's pretty fantastic in pretty much everything she does, except this. <laughs> it's fine in this. 
<laughs> really? Was she though? I thought she was fine. It's um, yeah, okay. I mean, Killing Eve, yes, absolutely, all over that. But just, I don't. Uh, Ray's mother in Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I didn't even know she was. I in mean, that. yeah, um, yeah. I don't think I've seen her in anything else. Wow, Law and Order. Nah. No, no. Nah. She's pretty good. She's a, a good actress, and she's up. Uh, she's in the new movie coming out soon called The Last Jewel, which will be interesting. Um, which is. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Adam Driver, like it's it's looks pretty cool. Um, yeah, so we follow uh, characters in the real world that have to deal with. Uh, basically, Taika Waititi is the head of Tsunami, uh, wanting to create uh, Free City Two Carnage or whatever it's called, the sequel. Because no, because as he said, game developers don't like making original games; they like making sequels and spin-offs. And I went, holy <laughs> shit, he's not wrong. Um, and uh, as they're playing it, they, they find that there is uh, an AI who is walking around in... Uh, if, if players have glasses on, or if people have glasses on, that's a player, but it's AI walking around with glasses on, and the glasses let them heal and pick up special items and abilities and stuff like that. And the uh, Taika Waititi's crew are trying to, at first, like stop a hacker because it's a hacker dressed as an AI, but then they realise it's an AI. They get super popular on Twitch and on YouTube, and it shows fucking ninja streamer and all those sort of you know big wigs uh, um showing like oh, okay like the the this npc is is leveling up by not killing anyone which i yeah. thought was actually pretty fucking cool because at first like it, it's it's you know for the MacGuffin of the story you know ryan reynolds character of guy has to reach level 100 in order con- to continue but he can't kill anyone because he's an npc so he's preventing crimes or handing money back and stuff like that and that's how he's leveling up which i thought was kind of cool and um there's a fuckload of cameos in this film fuzzy oh there is yes lots of um unnamed cameos i I, look i didn't appreciate all of the uh the twitch and youtube oh yeah not them no no, there's 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 big actors as cameos in this I know, yeah. I know. I'm just going to say, though, like, I was watching this with Little Fuzz, and he was loving the shit out of all of that. So, you know, real, you know, real world people that he watches and follows on uh, YouTube and Twitch, like, he's, you know, saw that, and he's like, oh, wow, that's great, wow. So, this film is exactly for that audience. If you are 10 to 16 years old, this film is for you. <laughs> oh, there, there's some great comedy in this film for adults. I think Taika Waititi fucking that- kills it in this movie. I will just say there are a couple of jokes where I've had to say Little Fuzz was asking me about things I wasn't prepared to talk about. Uh, I had to tell him that's a joke for mum and dad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, But Taika Waititi kills it. I'm just going to just stop you there for two seconds. So his character, Antoine, uh, was like, there were some moments where they were great, but... One of the things that really shits me with these these types of things is that in the development of this, they did a, a bunch of like trailers for it, and they did a specific one for Antoine, and they showed all of his com- like good lines in that trailer, and they're like, oh, he we let him do whatever the fuck he wanted, and some of the lines were great, but I'd already seen them because they were already in the fucking trailer. Like, don't show yeah. all of the comedy in the trailer. Show some, like, off, like, you know, some stuff that didn't make, the B-roll stuff, the stuff that didn't work out necessarily. But they showed all his good jokes, so I knew what they were, and I was like, I was unsurprised by the time he redid them. So, 
It's a little bit disappointing that they chose to do that, but you know that's Sean Levy at work. So, and uh, I, I, I was trying to find out one of the, I was googling one of the quotes because I couldn't recall it correctly because it fucking broke yeah. me in Mon when he's like, "Do you like KFC? Yeah, you like KFC. Well, imagine if it wasn't called KFC. Imagine if it was Albuquerque boiled turkey." And I was just like, "That's fucking great." I'm losing, <laughs> uh, like me and Mon lost our shit from that. But I was googling it just now, and Free Guy t- uh, sequel is confirmed by Disney. Oh, no. tweeted uh, 15th of August saying, and after three years of messaging uh, Free Guy as an original IP movie, Disney confirmed they want a sequel. Mm. So hey, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I had fun with this film. I enjoyed this film. The cameos were fucking great in regards to like, they yeah. weren't in your face cameos. It was like that. Well, they were so so far off that, yeah, it was no possibility of ever knowing them. I, oh, I picked I, I, Hugh I, Jackman. I picked some, yeah. Yeah, I picked Hugh Jackman and I got The Rock as well. So I got, was, I got, I got The got Rock. I got Hugh Jackman, obviously Chris Evans. Um, yeah, I got John Krasinski. <laughs> the Chris Evans one was great. Yeah, because there's a mo- there's a moment in the film where basically um, for, like, guy gets access to a bunch of different shit and he chooses Captain America's shield. And it just cuts to Chris Evans, uh, Chris Evans, and he's just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, he's sitting there like in a cafe watching it on his phone, and the shield pops up. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> that that got a laugh. I will admit yeah. that got a laugh because it was it was unexpected. Yeah, and it is it is one of those films where, as a both both of us fuzzy, we're we're the noob guys. As a gamer, there are also some smaller things here and there, like the Halo tank is running around, the Scorpion tank is running around the city. I'm like, yeah, that's a tank from Halo. It's not in your face, yeah. like I haven't even seen it, but it's not in your face, like the fucking uh, what was that movie? Ready Player One. Um, oh, with yeah. like look no, at all Ready the Player One. Oh, it was deliberately designed to just make use of every single fucking pop culture reference in gaming that they could imagine. So this, like, if you had to compare the two movies side by side, this was a better video, a better movie about video games than uh, Ready Player One by a long mm. shot. Like, yeah, fucking daylight in, in between them. So, yeah, it's like they... You, there is direct comparisons here. This one is much better as far as it, as how it handles the references. Um, they're not as so much those sort of 80s or 90s classic things. They're more modern culture. Yeah. But still w- with enough references for, for uh, old school gamers that you'd understand what's going on. Yeah, and there's some cool first person moments and stuff like that in the in the film as well where we're seeing like first person point of view with a gun in hand. I'm like, this, this looks better than the Doom movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Pretty did, yeah, pretty much did. So, um, yeah, I had fun with it. There, you know, there are some moments here. Like, it, obviously, it's it's marketed towards sort of little fuzz's age, maybe a little bit older as well. The Fortnite crew's age, Paul from the Countdown's age, uh, in that regards. Um, but there's there's like moments where it's like, oh, it's, it's you know, the we know where this story's going. We like as a as a, an adult watching the film, you can go like, it's predictable in the in the in the path that the lead is that the film is leading sort of the audience down but as a kids film it's just like yeah this is like Looney Tunes back in action like kids are gonna fucking love this yeah yeah it's look there, there's enough in there for kids isn't it? like you said there's enough in there for adults as well there was a joke I think at some stage where um, like guys on a bike and uh, like a motorcycle and Jodie Comer like jumps on his lap and she says to him is that a Glock in your pocket and he goes no she goes, and then he says, it's two Glocks. And he just reaches down and pulls out two Glocks. It, it was pretty great. Like, that was a good one. 
Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of like that and like when he's talking about all the like the the coffees that he's drinking and how good they are. Oh, there yeah. There was one like uh, yeah, it's um there was something about oh um I can't remember what it was. There was something about um oh it's like Jesus washed my mouth and then after right before he did he told my dad he's good enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like just a really like Ryan nice Reynolds comedy. Lies. Yeah, it just really well delivered by Ryan Reynolds, who's just doing his thing. But yeah, just those little lines made for genuine laughs that kids are not going to get, but they sound funny when a, like the funny man's talking. So it just, I, I think they they were quite good for uh, for adults who could just get that within that sort of adult kid comedy kind of area. And like, I, I feel like you know. Ryan Reynolds definitely made this film. If you changed Ryan Reynolds to a different actor, it wouldn't necessarily work. If you changed uh, no. Little Ray Howery's character of Buddy to, like, Kevin Hart... Oh, he was my absolute favourite in this He was film. fucking like, great at this. <laughs> he was Kevin Hart, but genuine. Like, yeah, where Kevin Hart, you feel like a lot of that's faked. He was, he was just a genuinely pleasant experience like to watch somebody like that acting so yeah he was great i loved him he he, he was one of the things like the key pieces that made the film um whereas some of the other characters felt very very forced let's just say that so yeah yeah that i surprisingly like had a bit of fun with this film like because we were originally looking at watching this film for last week's episode and it was just like, yeah. oh, I'm busy, I've got shit going on at home. And then I just chucked it on Disney Plus last night while I like just threw a lasagna in the oven. And I was like, oh, fuck it, whatever. And I'm just sitting there going, this is great. And I was like, the time has gone off in the oven. I'm like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. Let me just let me just backtrack you a minute. You don't throw a fucking lasagna in the oven. You take time with the lasagna, motherfucker. Lasagna is a magical treat for all of us to enjoy, and you take your fucking time with it. Yeah, right? I just threw it in the oven. <laughs> I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you a video of the hundred hour <laughs> lasagna, and then you tell me throw that fucking lasagna in the oven, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, it was a it was a store bought lasagna. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> We can't take my headphones off. We could, it's we, disgraceful. We be fact cooking. <sighs> I like lasagna. I'm so sad. What's wrong with that? I'm so what? sad for you. Like it I, wasn't like a shit lasagna. I'm going to make you my special lasagna that that yeah it takes at least a day to prepare. What? So I'm going to make you special lasagna. A day to prepare? What are you fucking oh, yeah. hunting the beef? <laughs> Well, you know, first you hunt the beef and then you've got to cut the beef off and like make sure you do it in a way that the cow doesn't get upset. But no, it's it's just you take your time, duty. Lasagna is a dish that's best served, well, hot, but, you know, <laughs> it's best prepared over a long period of time. Fucking throwing lasagna. Instant lasagna, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a nice little cafe near our place and they, uh, and they have lasagnas that you can buy there. You just chuck them in the oven. I'm I'm so I'm all kinds of upset <laughs> anyways I was enjoying this film there are moments where I was just like it was it was the the uh, iconic little fuzz not another Mary Jane mission moment for me like uh but um, yeah I, I had fun with the film I there's some little small gamer references and Easter eggs and stuff like that here and there and then the end of the film we get Captain America shield we get Thor's fist uh, Hulk's fist. We got a fucking lightsaber with the Star Wars music playing. Um, oh, 
they were they were absolutely using every single fucking Disney property. Uh, we're fucking Disney licensed, yeah. Like thing that they possibly could. How many Disney references can we get in there? What do we own the property to that nobody else has? Fucking throw it in there. Like they'll give it to us for free, kind of thing. So it's yeah, they were very like very much milking that train as much as they could. Yeah. And it was it was cool as well seeing uh, like the, of course there's Channing Tatum in this film who plays a, a, a character MP uh, not a character Channing Tatum was pretty yeah, great a, a character in it and then we would flip to see what you know who, the actual person playing as Channing Tatum and it's I can't even recall the actor's name but you've oh he's just some big geek like, oh but he's in other things really- he's in um he's in fucking Stranger Things he's in uh, Jurassic World he's like he's been in lots of shit yeah um, I. I've got really annoyed with that one as well, though, because they. It was only after watching that film that they they referenced that Tina Fey is his mum in the background, yeah. and you see her walking past the scene, like the the, the back of the door kind of thing, like walking past for not even a split second. It could have been fucking anybody, and they've just gone, "Oh yeah, that was Tina Fey." Bullshit! Like, no, you gotta if you're gonna show somebody, you at least have to have a split second of their face. You got nothing. Well, of that you, you to don't say get the. It was you like don't get the Rock's face. And you don't get Hugh Jackman's face yeah. or John Krasinski. No, but you get him as a character in the film and like he's got a mask on and everything and you can hear that it's him. Yeah, having having someone like, you know, Tina Fey walking past is like having fucking Peter Jackson in Hot Fuzz. There is no way that unless you're pausing that, that you would know that he's Santa but it's an stabbing Easter egg. Man. That's the whole point. Uh, it's so bullshit. It's a bullshit Easter egg. It could have been any it could have been me walking past in a fucking brown wig and they go. That was Tina Fey. Like, there's no way of us... There's no way that you can confirm it to know that that's the case. Uh, uh, Maddie Kadropol, or Kadropol, oh, I can't even pronounce his last name. Um, <laughs> Karoda, yeah, he's in Stranger Rora, Things. He's France. in Series of Unfortunate Events. He's in Reservation Dogs, Wheel of Fortune. There's a TV show called... Well, there's a movie called Wheel of Fortune. NCIS, he's in Free Guy. He's in fuckloads of things. Like, if you go through his IMDb, he's in, he's in fucking everything. Big geeky guy standing around in the background. He shows up in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fuck, I think he might have even been in Idiocracy. I mean, maybe. Maybe. I mean, good film. Poor <laughs> Um Yeah, I was sitting there watching the film. I'm like, there's this, you know, a character runs in and this is the first time, like, the film starts to develop. I'm like, that voice sounds very familiar. It's just, it's this, it's a huge dude, but he's wearing, like, a fucking sky blue trench coat and he's a balaclava and glasses and a hat. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And I'm like, is this like Dave Batista? <laughs> it sounds like Dave Batista. And I'm like, holy shit, that's The Rock. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's fucking cool having having these like Easter eggs, I think, in this film. I think we're probably going to get more of them in the sequel, I would say. Um, uh, yeah, uh, look, um, I'm just going to say right now, they should leave this as a standalone piece. They've done enough. It was a consistent story within its own developed universe and it's just fine as it is i think the moment that you start you know pulling the, oh how are we going to get a sequel out of this i think you just you ruin the magic of what was fine in 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 itself it's just you know it it's just going to be shitty it's not going to be anywhere near as good as as what this was let's just put it well, that way we're, we're gonna get another one we're gonna get another one. Yeah. Uh, he does use, I think. I think he uses a Fortnite weapon in this as well. He uses a lightsaber, and then it changes into like the pinata thing that he whacks. Yeah, and it's a Fortnite weapon. I'm sure Paul's yep. loving this from the countdown. Um, <laughs> I know little fuzz was so yeah, you know, yeah, little ten year old boys and you know forty year old men. It, it appeals to both of you. <laughs> 
it's uh it's there's fun to be had in this movie definitely and seeing channing tatum floss is kind of weird but oh no it's just yeah no 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 no. (laughs) um all right let's 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 review this thing all right fuzzy off you go look okay (laughs) let me just say that this was a film directed and produced by sean lee yes um, now, if you know anything about Sean Levy, he has done such amazing films as um, Just Married, Cheaper by the Dozen, The Pink Panther. The Pink Panther. The I'm Museum. sorry. The Pink Panther is fucking awesome. With Steve Martin? I'm just, I'm just, I'm not making <laughs> commentary uh, on those it's, films. It's I'm the just delivery, telling, Fuzzy. The Pink I'm Panther. Telling you his, <laughs> I'm telling you his filmography so you can make the own decision for you. <laughs> Night at the Museum, all of them. Um, the oh, Real Steel. Um, yeah, yeah. That, I think just just so you know what you're getting yourself into, it's one of those films. It's, uh, it's in that same ilk of comedy, okay. I think... He's a he, he's a talented director in that he can direct a film and put it up on screen and it, it makes sense from start to finish. It's not some sort of you know hash hash together mix of bullshit. It's it's actually a competent film from start to finish. I just don't I just don't know if it, 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 it I made all the leaps that the film wanted me to make. Um, you know, oh shit, we've crea- accidentally created AI, and all of a sudden, all of the things in the game are AI, not just this one specific thing. And that that kind of thing just really, I don't know. It just I I didn't follow that path. I know others, uh, you know, watching it did. But you know, I I enjoyed some of the comedy. I enjoyed the characters were fine. I think Jodie Comer was just not given enough to do. I think she is a very very talented actress. She's fine, um, but she, she was fine in this film. Whereas others were allowed more time to do the things that they needed to do. I don't think she was given as much space to say, uh, let's say, to to do that. Um, but yes, it was. A perfectly fine film. I think it will appeal more to the younger gamer audience than potentially the older ones, um, and obviously Paul being an exception. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to give this a solid seven. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you, bang on money on seven. It's it's fun. Yeah. It's fine. Um, same thing in regards as we we're talking to a little bit earlier with what if, like if you start to to look at. A couple of plot holes here and there it starts to crumble like one of the mcguffins is yeah. like they need to find said place um and um it's you know obviously you can't see it but you can see it in reflection so like that's how people have been seeing it. it's like you have giant skyscrapers surely you'd be seeing it bounce off the fucking windows <laughs> look i i didn't mind that so much i just think that that whole plot line to it came really late yeah. And they tried to cram all of that into the third act, where they could have teased it a little bit more at the start. Like that, you know, you, you had some idea something was going on, and that big through line just sort of all got crammed into one act of the film. Whereas I think, yeah, you introduced it a bit more and made it a bit more obvious. I think that would have been, uh, yeah, a little bit better played out. Yeah, but Channing Tatum talking about a special cum sock fucking broke me. <laughs> Good lord, that was funny. That, yeah, that's yeah. There, there were some good parts to that. That was pretty great. It was. <laughs> don't touch, don't that, touch sock. that sock. It's been <laughs> special sock. You would go to therapy if you touch that sock. 
Again, one of those jokes that I had to explain to Little Fuzz was not for him to understand right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, no, I, I, had a bit of, I had a bit of fun with this. I foresee uh, lots of people cosplaying as this when conventions start to return in uh, in Melbourne, especially PAX. There's going to be people walking around in blue shirts, khaki pants and glasses. Yeah. 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 Look, I, I, I will say as well for this film, I think it was, it was nearly two hours long. Yeah. I think it could have been a little bit shorter. Like it just, it, it felt like it was just a little bit too long for uh, for the content of the film, if you will. Yeah, um, I, I was, I was probably surprised could to have sped up the start a little bit. Because uh, yeah, did, I had this thing of like chuckle is on you in the oven. Hour and a half, I'll be back upstairs, and it's like this movie's yeah. two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, it needs to be an hour and a half if you're doing any kind of kids action movie like this, like. Action comedy, hour and a half, that's enough. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Yeah, exactly right. So, um, But mind you, it completely blew our expectations out of the water because, you know, we have we have it on film. Um, like when the trailers first came out, I was like, this does not look good. What the fuck is going on? Like, this is going to flop. This is going to be bad. And it's like, well, no, it's not. It's actually not bad. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, I, I, I was expecting worse. And I think they did a lot. Uh, they... The comedy kept me interested in it more than anything else. It's pr- if you think about it, would it be one of the best video game movies? I mean, it's yeah. based in a video game. It's probably better yeah. than Ready Player One. Oh, it's definitely better than Ready Player like, One. What's, what is it's the best a- video game film? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's really hard to say. I mean, Warcraft. I, I think you kind of have to put it into like not so much you know video game films, but films about video games. So you put it in the same category as um, like your Trons or Gamer oh, or Pixels yeah, okay. or Ready Player One, like those kind of categories, rather than specifically a video game property that's been brought brought to life. Yeah. I think that's a, a weird comparison to make because it's two really different. Like the story's completely new; they can do whatever the fuck they want. Mm. Whereas it's you know about us ac- you know accessing the gaming world, I think those kind of games are a bit more uh, movies are a bit more equivalent. Um, so I'd say in that in that respect, it is by far the best. It's you know head and shoulders above other films that are about games, not specifically game movies. If that makes sense. Also, Taika Waititi is totally fucking dead for taking a fire axe to a server rack. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, oh, you know what, though? I'm just going to say, like, you know, War Games. War Games is a pretty solid movie. I'm just having a look at some other ones. The Wizard with the Power Glove, the Nintendo Power Glove. Jeez. Pretty solid. Jeez. <laughs> Why does nobody say Wizard uh, anymore? <laughs> yeah, no, I think there's, the, like, in those, you know, in that particular category, in that genre, I think it's definitely better. As far as video game movies go, I think it's, we just have to keep them separate because you're so stuck with video game movies that you have to really do that. You've got content that you have to put out there rather than create new stuff and just throw in a bunch of different references. They they get a, a lot more license to be funny. It'll be interesting to see when a sequel does come because it is coming. Like, what, <laughs> like, is it going to be then the next, like, because everyone lost their shit. Or, well, like, people, you know, were excited to have the Captain America shield and then the music played and so on and so forth. So it's like, well, people loved that. So why don't we just throw in more? Like the Falcon and the X-Wing and the this and the that. And it's like, well, then you're going into the Ready Player One turf and I can't comment because I haven't seen it. It's not a good movie. It's, yeah, 
it wasn't it wasn't as interesting as it wanted to be um or, or as clever as it thought it was <laughs> <laughs> so yeah look i think they yeah they definitely yeah will do that kind of stuff i mean they spent a hundred million dollars making this film though like it's a lot of money that's not that much that i mean like it's, it's a bit <laughs> but for like what was required for like the special effects and the actors yeah. and stuff like that i don't think it's that much and it was done by um it was produced by ryan reynolds production company um of course it was uh what's it fucking called maximum effort yep yeah yes well look you know we're getting free guy too it's gonna happen i i look comedy sequels you know, even action comedy sequels rush hour two not bad yeah. <laughs> Rush Hour 2 is fine. It's not as good as the first, though. And that's it's a downhill slope. The moment you say action comedy uh, sequel, you're like, well, it's definitely worse. Beverly Hills Cop 2. Yeah, well, I mean, there are exceptions <laughs> to <that. laughs> I fucking got him. <laughs> Damn it. Oh. Beverly Hills Cop 3, though. Oh, my hey, God. Hey, no, uh, we don't talk about that. We do not talk about that. <laughs> what Beverly Hills Cop 3? You know there's a Beverly Hills Cop video game that released in 2006? Oh, my God. I'm buying it. It's on PlayStation <laughs> 2. Six missions with six unique weapons. Oh, good Lord. That reminds me of the Die Hard video game. Do you remember On play PlayStation that? 1. That was bad. Is, yeah. Was it the top-down one or was it the, uh, yeah, the, it was the, top down the light gun shooter? No, it's the top-down one where you're like travel up the levels and each you know, each level was a different floor and you get the f- oh man i gotta go back and play that there's surely there's a there's an emulator that has it all right well that's gonna do it for this week's episode of shaken after talking about what if thor was an only child even though he's not because he has a sister and what if ultron won and then we have a crew of avengers made from different timelines where could it possibly go from there as well as the movie free guy that blew us away uh in terms of a special sock uh if you've enjoyed this episode of course you can join the shake not nerd listener community if you haven't already done so where you can interact with us and other listeners of the show and give us suggestions for movies i believe fuzzy and i were talking off uh chat where of course we're in october now so maybe it's time to take a look at some old horror movies take a look at those because we're never going to see halloween kills because a we're in lockdown and b because it's a halloween movie um so we'll take a look at some good horror movies like Tusk. <laughs> uh, Alright, well, I've been your host, Duty, uh, saying don't have a good day, have a great day. <laughs>